0: Here in this sanctuary of ancient dreams, this sanctuary
1: of wisdom and beauty, we come to grow, to be healed, to stretch mind and heart, to be challenged and renewed, to be helped along in our own continuing struggles for meaning and for love, to help
2: build a world with more mercy and justice in it. To be counted among the hopers and the doers in the
1: face of cynicism darkness and brutality around us and within we seek to align ourselves with a living community that would affirm rather than
2: despair that would think and act rather than simply adjust and succumb here we invite the spirit
1: of our own humanity and the healing powers under, around, through and beyond it, to give us the nerve and the grace, the toughness and the sensitivity, to seek out the truth that
2: frees, the love that moves, and the onward-flowing life that makes all things new. These words by Jack Mendelssohn. They welcome all those who have gathered in person at Essex Church for this morning's
1: Sunday service and all who have joined us via Zoom from far and wide. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Jane Blackall and I'm Ministry Coordinator with Kensington Unitarians. Uh, I want to extend a special welcome to anyone who's joining us for the first time today. Please do hang around afterwards for a chat, drop us a line perhaps via an email. Since we've been holding these hybrid services, I notice there are a few regular people coming along online who I haven't had a chance to have a chat with yet and uh, it would be great to get to know you better. We see you and we appreciate you. And of course we appreciate
2: the regulars too, all those who help keep the show on the road all those who show their loyalty week in, week out.
1: I hope each and every one finds something of what they need in this morning's gathering, something that will help you get through the day, something that will help you get through the week. Whoever you are, however you are, wherever you are, know that you are welcome with us this morning, just as you are. Today's service is titled The Joy of Movement, a topic chosen with our own Sonia in mind. Most of you will know Sonia as uh, our resident teacher of NIA dance uh, every Friday lunchtime in the building and every Wednesday lunchtime online. Later in the service, Sonia will be offering her reflections on movement's benefits for body, mind and spirit, whatever our age or physical ability. And we'll hear a contribution from Caroline Walters too, uh, another member of our congregation who joins us via Zoom on her experience with a power chair, which has enabled her to rediscover the joy of movement in a new way after contracting long COVID. But let's take a moment before we go any further to settle ourselves. Let's pay attention to our bodies in the spirit of today's service. When we pay attention to the body, how comfortable or uncomfortable we might feel, perhaps we'd move a little bit, adjust our posture, take a deep breath perhaps. Each of us will know intuitively what we each need to feel a bit more centred, a bit more settled in ourselves.
2: And let's set aside any distractions if we can. As we breathe in and out, let's allow the gentle movement of each breath to reset our nervous system, to bring peace to every cell of our body, as we consecrate this hour with our presence and intention. I'm going to light our chalice flame now as we do each time we gather. It's a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over. And it reminds us of a proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part.
3: The flaming chalice is the symbol of Unitarianism. It is an everlasting flame for this community. It offers its warmth to those who are cold. It provides light to those who would see. It purifies and transforms this sanctuary into a sacred place and a sacred space. This congregation into a sacred community. May its flame burn true and high and strong.
0: Spirit of life, God of all love,
2: in whom we live and move and have our being. We turn our full attention to you, the light within and without, as we tune into the depths of this life, the greater
1: wisdom to which and through which we are all so intimately connected.
2: Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the very center of our being.
0: We gather this day to be reminded of the sacred in the ordinary.
2: The holy moments of waking again to a new day. The feel of the earth beneath our feet the breeze and the rain on our skin. The joy of being welcomed by our fellow travelers in the warmth of this gathered community. Help us this day to be fully present in our living,
1: awake to each breath, attentive to all life's
2: possibilities. Remind us that life is taking place in the in-between, in the times of lethargy, disappointment
1: and frustration, as well as in our lofty goals and peak
0: experience.
2: Remind us that the detours and the details make the path They make it our own. Help us to remember that we did not make this day, but that we have the pleasure to greet each moment just as it
1: unfolds to reach out and embrace it wholeheartedly as
0: though it were an honoured guest that's come a long way just to see us. In a few moments of shared stillness and silence now, let us call to mind all
2: those people and situations who are on our hearts this morning. Let us hold them gently in loving kindness for a while. And let us hold ourselves in loving kindness too. Each of us carries our own private burdens. So let us rest in self-compassion as we ask silently for what we most need this day.
0: And let us take a moment to reflect on the week just gone in a spirit of gratitude.
1: Let us notice and give thanks for any blessings, large
0: or small, that have helped to lift our spirits this week.
1: Amen. Time to sing again. This is a jaunty old favourite. One more step along the world I go. We've got two uh, hymns by this hymn writer today. For those of you present at the church, it's number 125 in the purple hymn book. For those via Zoom, the words will be up on your screen. Stand or sit or tap your feet as you prefer as we sing one more step along the world I go.
2: So our service theme today is the joy of movement, but in the spirit of authenticity and full disclosure,
1: I ought to put my hands up and say that movement hasn't always been, and still isn't always, something I've felt unreservedly joyful about. It might be that old cliche of British reserve and self-consciousness and inability to let myself go. There is a bit of that in there. But more of my reluctance was probably the result of living in a culture where body shaming is rife. Someone of my size, shape, and age has absorbed a lot of negative messages along the way. So throughout my life, whenever there's been an invitation to get up and dance or do anything sporty or athletic, my default mode has been to shrink into a corner, to opt out, for fear of being seen and mocked. I bet I won't be the only person here who's been scarred by PE classes at school. And that's the thing. I realise it wasn't movement per se that I was averse to. As a kid, I would be happily dancing into Duran Duran in my bedroom. I would be pretending to be an Olympic triple jumper in the back garden. It's a niche interest. As long as nobody was looking. Because I didn't trust other people to be kind. And that was with good reason. We know that women especially have long been put off joining in active pursuits because of this sort of concern. Hopefully many of you are aware of the This Girl Can campaign from a few years ago. Uh, it aimed to celebrate active women who are doing their thing, no matter how low they look, how well they do it, or how sweaty they get. That was the tagline. Some of you will know that a few years back, inspired by watching Strictly from the comfort of my armchair, I plucked up courage and went along to ballroom and swing classes at the sadly now defunct irreverent dance classes. This was a very intentionally inclusive space, explicitly welcomed to people of all body types, centred on lgbtq plus people with no assumptions made about fitting into conventional gender roles and with the help of my old chum and dance teacher rachel sparks we put on inclusive tea dances here in much the same vein until the pandemic rudely intervened i think those sort of events embodied the joy of movement in a way that's accessible to all and it is important that we acknowledge the barriers of various sorts physical, psychological, social, financial, and more, which prevent many people from engaging in movement in ways that bring joy. Movement is good for us, good for our body, mind, and spirit. And although some of us might be more limited in our ability to move, there is nearly always some way in which we can engage. This came to mind when I saw an Instagram post week before last from congregation member Caroline Waters, who'd just got her hands on a new power chair. She posted a very joyful picture, which Ramona's going to share for us. So I invited Caroline to share something about the joy of movement her power chair enabled, and this is what she said. She's given it to me to read. At the start of August 2022, I fell ill with COVID that has developed into long COVID, robbing me of concentration, mobility, and energy. However, it's not all doom and gloom, as a couple of weeks ago, I took the plunge and hired a power chair, bringing me the gift of freedom. After three months at home, I can see trees, a change of view and feel the wind on my skin. Plus hear a new set of sounds in comparison to the quiet of home. It's all black, can handle curbs and I can nip along at my friend's side rather than tottering behind and needing to sit down regularly, feeling too tired to talk. Many people look at a wheelchair and have said, why are you giving up? Don't you want to walk anymore? Are you saying that you'll never walk again? Instead, it makes me feel less disabled right now because I have more energy as I've done less physically. It's enabled freedom from my four walls to new ventures, dates with my boyfriend, food shopping alone and a visit to the park. On my second day with the power chair, I visited the park with the farmers market for the first time in months, a place of familiarity and simultaneously newness. I sat there for a while with a mug of mulled apple juice overlooking a water feature teeming with autumnal colours, rust, ochre, crimson and oranges. This world was noisier than the quiet home filled with children playing, adults chatting and birds tweeting. There were so many kinds of wheels, bikes, scooters, pushchairs and my wheelchair, all embracing movement in its many forms. The most exciting thing about that adventure was, while I felt tired when I came home, I finally had the energy to write about the adventure rather than just sleep for a few hours. To me, in these past few months with long COVID, discovering different mobility aids has been joyous as each one facilitates freedom. Don't pity me with my rollator or power chair. See it through my eyes that now the world feels more accessible again mobility aids bring freedom. Words from Caroline Waters and I think Caroline is sneakily joining us from home this morning.
2: Thanks for giving up the spoons to write that for us, Caroline. So we're moving into a time of meditation now. Sonia is
1: going to lead us in a body prayer attributed to the 14th century Christian mystic Julian of Norwich, As always, this is an invitation, not an obligation. Please make this work for you. If you need to adapt the instructions or you'd rather just listen, that is also okay. The guided meditation will take us into a few minutes of shared silence, which will end with the sound of a bell. Then we're going to hear some brilliant music from Abby and Jess. And as we always say, the words and
2: the music are just an offering. Feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way.
3: Uh, This prayer is attributed to Julian of Norwich, and after suffering immense pain, she created this body prayer as a simple and beautiful way to pray without words. This body prayer can help us resist the idea that the body is something we need to renounce or transcend in order to experience communion with God. And if God language doesn't work for you, feel free to use your own words julian invites us to be in our bodies embrace our physicality as a way to ground ourselves and find oneness with the divine and with all living beings as you pray this prayer it can help you connect your heart mind and body and to more fully experience god's love for every part of us the prayer has four simple postures and intentions. so those of you who want to participate, just allow your, anything on your lap that might be in the way. And we start with the words, await. And we place our hand like in a cup, waiting to receive God's presence, however it comes to you. And then we open the arms and look up. You can have your arms as high or as low as you like. And we allow. We allow a sense of God's presence to be with what is. And then you gently bring it into your heart. And we accept it as a gift, whatever comes. We accept that we don't know everything and that we may not be in charge. And then we attend. We attend to what we are called to do, to our presence, to our love in the world however God calls you to.
2: So
0: we'll just do it a
3: few times without the words.
0: Await. Allow. Accept. Attend. And then in silence.
3: So as we move into a few moments of shared silence, if you'd like to carry on the position, feel free to do so, or just allow yourself to sit in the shared silence
0: and do what works for you. Amen. Amen.
3: Wow. Thank you, Jess and Abby. That certainly got me in the mood. And I love the uh, jazz arrangement. I've never heard it that way. Um, So joy of movement. I wonder what those words mean to you. What I've learned is that uh, moving my body when I'm tired or wired balances me. It calms my nervous system. I notice I breathe deeper. And then I think clearer. And I'm a nicer person to be around. Putting on a piece of my my favorite music or having a little dance first thing in the morning can set the tone for the whole day for me. The joy of movement is actually uh, one of the principles of Nia dance, which is one of the movement practices I teach here. And it's described as a natural state of being and we can choose it or let it arise naturally by moving our bodies in a way that is enjoyable to you. And that's the key. We need to enjoy it. This connects us to our life force or spirit and the sensation of being alive. And at the risk of embarrassing myself, there is a whole movie of me, age three or four, dancing to my shadow. Mm -hmm. My parents used to play classical music and Latin music, and there uh, they would find me just dancing to my shadow. And I just found it magical. I didn't need a toy. I didn't need to be entertained. I was almost in my own little world. It's a natural form of self-soothing and connects us to joy and wonder. And next time you're around a baby or a toddler, uh, I wonder, what, watch what happens when you start doing this or you start singing. They, they, just, they just start moving. They just keep going. And, uh, and if you're lucky, they'll burst into a giggle, a delightful little giggle. And I wonder if you can recall a time when doing some movement delighted you. Whether it's dancing, walking, gardening, or any other form of movement, it brings a natural joy. And if we can't move for whatever reason, we can still use our imagination. And by watching others move their bodies, we get stronger and it's called a visual placebo effect. And this approach is now being used with physiotherapists and uh, rehab centers all over the country. And I can vouch for this. I broke my arm over Christmas last year around here, and I was told not to do physio or anything for four weeks, which was awful for me. So I imagined myself swimming. I imagined reaching for something on the shelf. I imagined teaching again and dancing. And I also watched dancers and sports events on television, especially Wimbledon, because this was the arm that was not working. And I got speedier results uh, with physio and I felt emotionally stronger for it. And it gave me hope when I couldn't physically move. And I'm happy to say I can now lift my arms again. So the act of moving our bodies can lift our mood, get us out of our heads and shift our perspectives on life. And if we are incapacitated in any way, listening to music and moving our head or tapping our fingers on our lap is a form of physical therapy. One of the most moving experiences I had as a movement teacher is when I taught a class of 90-year-olds and they were all sitting in a community center and they didn't seem to be getting any stimulation and they were left to sit all day waiting for the end of the day when their carers or their loved ones would come and pick them up. And to me, they looked depressed and there was no life in them. They were just like waiting. So I encouraged them to join me in a circle in their chairs. And I played music from the 40s, 50s and 60s. And I told them to listen to the music and play the instruments. <instrumental> and they started singing, they started laughing, they started giggling. I asked them to sway in their chairs. I asked them to wiggle their tailbones. And the mood in the room was transformed. I felt their spirits were back. And the class was only about 10 minutes and they all wanted more. It was very comforting to know something this easy could make such a difference. The mind, emotions, and spirit are all stimulated when we move, whether we're aware or not of the physiological benefits. We just know we feel better, don't we? We take a walk, or a stretch, or even a yawn. So what I'm excited to read about now are all the various studies coming out proving the healing properties of dancing to music. This week, I was sent an email from one of my students from an article in Positive News. And it says, young people ages 11 to 18 in England who experience depression and anxiety are being prescribed dancing by their GPs as part of a mental health trial in England. The premise being that through movement, we find greater health. And in a recent study, dancing was quoted as having had the most profound effect in reversing signs of aging, unlike any other traditional fitness. The hippocampus, which is lodged inside the brain here, declines with age, and it increases when we dance. And it's the, it's the area of the brain that relates to learning and memory. So dancing improves our memory, our balance, and our learning. So the brain is dancing too. Dancing is called brain jogging and endurance training in one. It produces a stress response that we can release. We become more self-aware, and we connect to our spirits or our life force. Most cultures and world religions use dance and movement to merge with the divine within. Some of you will have heard of the whirling dervishes of the Sufi tradition, the Han mudras in the Hindu tradition, ecstatic dancing developed by the ancient Greeks, and liturgical dancing in the Christian faith. Today we have things called sweat your prayers. Biodanza, and Five Rhythms, all forms of group dancing where the intention is to feel the oneness with the divine. And I remember at one of our services here years ago, we were taught a circle dance from the organization Dances of Universal Peace. Their intention is to raise consciousness and promote peace between diverse religions. They consider their dances as a spiritual practice which uses singing, dancing, and sacred phrases of all the world's religions. Ultimately, it is a form of worship or a ritual. I don't know if any of you remember Carol Grace, who used to be a member of this congregation. She told me how much she loved liturgical dancing and went to liturgical dancing classes. She often wanted to dance when we were singing our hymns or when the musicians would play their solo pieces. I told her I would join her if she got up first, but we were too shy and (laughs) well-behaved. Liturgical dancing has many references in the Bible, and one of them is in Exodus. Miriam, who was a prophetess and sister to Moses, gathered the women to perform a song and dance in worship after they had crossed the Red Sea. I don't know about you, but when the musicians play or we sing together, I sense the music in my body and I feel moved to tears or joy by the words or the hymns or the arrangements. It's an embodied moment of release. The body heals with movement, the mind heals with play, and the spirit heals with joy. Here are three surprising quotes I've found by the philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, who was a painfully inhibited figure in his day-to-day life. And he declared, I would believe only in a God who could dance. Without music, life would be a mistake. All truly great thoughts are conceived by walking. So to conclude, our bodies love movement. When we stretch or dance, our bodies adjust. They realign and start to become fluid with the rhythm of life. Our moods lift and we feel more connected with the world around us. So if you're feeling stuck, ready to release old energy, or eager to feel more alive, Try moving your body by giving your muscles and your brain a chance to do what they were created for. You may find that all areas of your body and your life benefit as well. Amen. So time for our last hymn which is called Lord of the Dance. so feel free to dance your hearts out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This imagery is a bit more straightforwardly Christian than we usually do go for at Essex Church, but we couldn't resist picking up such a lively celebration for dancing. For those in the building, the words are on your hymn sheet, and the words will come up on the screen for those of you at home. Thank you. Mm
1: See our resident dervish was dancing
4: at
1: the back. Thanks very much to Sonia for your personal reflections on the theme today. Thanks to Ramona for hosting at the back, Maria for co-hosting at home, to Caroline for her thoughts, to Sandra Abby, and Jess for playing so brilliantly. Uh, for those of you who are here in person, Julia uh, oh, Julia's already gone to put the kettle on. So she'll be serving tea and coffee and uh, apple and sultana cake and other things after the service. Thanks to Juliet for greeting. Uh, we are still looking for more people to help out with the greeting and the coffee making. So please do have a word with Liz or Marianne if you can help. For those on Zoom, there will be virtual coffee time afterwards with Maria. So do hang around for a chat. We've got various small group activities going on during the week if you'd like to meet up. Coffee morning still happens 10.30 every Wednesday morning on Zoom. There are still spaces left to sign up for Heart and Soul at 7 o'clock tonight or on Friday. That's our contemplative spiritual gathering. This week's theme is loyalty. Service next Sunday will be hybrid once again, and it will be our Remembrance Sunday service led by Sarah Tinker with music from our quartet. Details of these and all the other events are on the back of your order of service or in the Friday email. A reminder that our own Heidi and Roy are hosting uh, an exhibition of their paintings and photography. The Private View is this coming Tuesday. It's called Terrain, A Testimony to Nature in a Time of Change, and the private view will be from six on Tuesday, and it's open at various other times during the week, but you are definitely all welcome to the private view. Um, Looking further ahead, in a fortnight's time, we're having a congregational service on the theme of simple pleasures. Uh, That's the 20th of November. I need to finalise who's going to take part on that. So if you might be able to offer either a short reflection of a few minutes or a very short reflection on video where you can do a show and tell of your simple pleasure, whatever that may be. Um, Anything that might give you a little enjoyment in daily life that doesn't cost any money, ideally. We want some stuff to cheer us up during the winter months, essentially. Uh, Be in touch if you want to be involved in that in any way. That's all I need to tell you. This congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings. We encourage you to keep in touch, look out for each other, do what you can to nurture supportive connections.
0: So I'm going to hand over to Sonia for our benediction. This is a benediction
3: based on the words by Susan Carlson. We leave blessed by our connections to one another. To the spirit of life. Walk lightly. That you see the life that is below your feet. Spread your arms as if you had wings. And could dance through the air. Feel the joy of breath in your lungs. And the fire in your heart. Live to love. And be a blessing on this earth. May it be so for the greater good of all. Amen.